Welcome to Spiritual Tea Talk with the Michelles. Good, very, very, very early morning to you this morning. Good morning. It is still dark outside <laughs> and we love you all so much that we are recording so you didn't miss Friday's episode. <laughs> Seriously, it's dark no, outside. No, it's, this is early. <laughs> My general rule of thumb is if it's dark outside, I don't get out of bed until the sun has come up or at least it's light outside unless I have to catch a plane going somewhere and it's an early flight. That is the only thing that will get me out of bed in the dark. Well, that has changed. And that has changed. <laughs> We're starting a new trend. <laughs> We're doing it different, right? <laughs> and here we are giggling as we always do way early in the morning. Way early. Yeah. Maui has joined us also. So he was like, if you guys are up, I'm up now. Yes. Uh, so this leads us to when you were talking about uh, the only time you get up before dawn <laughs> is to catch a plane, is that we thought that this morning we would talk to you guys about uh, uh, decision fatigue or when things just don't go the way the day is planned, <laughs> how do you react how do you pivot how do you go with the flow for that day or is your day completely ruined i thought this was a good topic um and i know for me like i've worked hard being that virgo to uh to go with the flow and when things just don't work out uh to not have it ruin my day to be like okay so the universe is telling me something like maybe I need to rest or I need to like something else is going to be popping up today for me to do. Uh, but it took me a while to not get angry about it and to be like, okay, let's see what the universe has for me today. I think that's the key piece that I've learned too, is that as much as being human and being on this planet and we schedule and we plan and we want to achieve certain things during the day, um, that remembering that divine timing and alignment also plays a huge role in what we do and how we do it. Because when we are able to go with the flow as well as scheduling, and there's you know a fine balance, I think, between the two, um, we can allow that divine timing to come in and give us the opportunity to meet someone we may not have if we had stuck to our schedule yeah. Or to have an experience um, that we may not have if we had stuck to our schedule and then allowing for that flow. Um, and I, I flow really, really well. Um, I literally am the water in the stream that <laughs> a rock shows up and I find my way around it and it generally doesn't affect me too, too much. But the reason that I can go with the flow more now than I ever have before is because I've tracked what happens when my day changes. So rather than be in the depth of despair or, oh, my God, or why is this happening again? Or why do people do this to me? Or um, I was supposed to get this done today. And, you know, all those places we can go with with reasons why something right. didn't happen right. is track it. And as I've tracked it over the years, I have found that the reason that a client 
cancels is not to upset me and ruin my day. <laughs> Get back to it. It's not the, you know, back in the day when I began my business, every client had a price tag on them because I was looking to make money. Mm, and yeah. so, and in the beginning, I had spent that money before it came in. And so when yep. somebody canceled, it literally tipped me upside down into panic mode. Yep. And then over time, you know, my business built and I created it and it created itself. And then I learned, I tracked every time a client would cancel, whatever the reason was. So there was a piece of letting that go too on some level. Um, whatever the reason was that they were canceling, what I realized was I'd either overbooked my day yeah. and I needed the break or that they would cancel and there'd be this space in my day and maybe I needed a walk or maybe I needed to go spend time with Echo or Absolutely. something else that needed to weave in to keep me in balance, keep me healthy, not grinding the whole time. And so... Um, there's definitely a piece to tracking what happens when your day doesn't go as planned and then being a witness and observer and see where the day does go. Yeah. Yeah. And allowing for that experience. Allowing right? for that to happen. Yeah. But to do that, you have to change your mindset about it. And that's what I worked on was because I did start realizing like, oh, maybe I did overbook myself. Maybe I had a busy Maybe I had a busy week before or a busy few days before, or I'm getting ready for a busy weekend or something like that and didn't schedule a day off for myself. And so the universe is going, you need balance and you need a day off. And so I started recognizing that and going, okay. And also because I changed my mindset around my, about, around my money because I used to look at my clients as a, as my paycheck also, <laughs> you know, when you're in business for yourself, that's kind of what you do. Um, but I did the, uh, it's called the abundance book and it's a 40 day prosperity challenge where it takes your mindset from, um, that, that humans pay you to, um, the divine pays you and that the, you are always supplied, you're always abundant and all of that. So we could talk about that in another episode. But, <laughs> but, I just um, have to, I did that same. It's, oh, I've done it's it. It's a like, great exercise to go through. It is. I'm actually doing it right now. I'm in the middle of it uh, with a client. And so uh, that's why it's on my mind because I have to get ready to type it up for her. But um, I've done it like three or four times. It's really a great mind shift. I've, I've found, and miracles has, have happened doing that challenge so you can find the book on amazon it's like seven dollars yeah it's a tiny little it's book. a tiny little book but and there's 10 principles and they're fantastic so if anybody's interested in it it's called the abundance book um i sorry i can't remember the author's name but yeah so i realized that i guess tracking I, though i don't use that term i'm probably going to start using that term but i started noticing what what goes on with my day and going okay well if i want to be flexible in my spirituality and go with the flow i have to i have to be i i, I want to say i have to be okay with this but it's about me but i talk to myself and go okay i need to change my mind i need to change my perception about my day just falling apart <laughs> and going okay so where am i heading and sometimes like in the summertime if that happened and it wasn't enough notice, I'll be like, 
well, I'm going to the lake. Or I'll, I'll call you up and go, can we go for a walk? Or I'll go, okay, so what can I create in this time span? But another way to do it is going, okay, so, so say if you don't have your own business and the clients don't cancel on you, but something plans fall through, it's going, okay, well, do I, do I stay home and I don't know, stay home and have a cup of cocoa and watch Hallmark or, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that's what I do, but it's kind of what I do. <laughs> right. Or, um, or do I need like time to myself or, uh, is there somebody else out there that needs my, needs my energy more than the, the people that I was supposed to be with? So, everybody, hey, oh, Maui, Maui just made himself comfortable behind Michelle <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> on the couch, we're a little snuggly, snuggly. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's too early, too. <laughs> it's way too early. So, so, um, and then to go on to like decision fatigue, I was listening to Denise Thomas, her podcast, and her podcasts are more business focused because that's what she does. She's a business coach and a money coach, but um, it really brought up this whole thing of decision fatigue in our everyday life. I don't know about, about you, but I know that I have suffered from decision fatigue and she had some great tips of, of making decisions easier or less decisions in your day. If that is like you mail, you do a, a meal plan, like Mondays are always tacos, Tuesdays, or I should say Tuesdays are always tacos. <laughs> Mondays is like, I don't know, meatloaf, Wednesdays, veggie, you know, something like that. Or you pick out your clothes the night before. So then when you wake up in the morning, you could just throw them on and, allow you to um, process the the morning uh, naturally than like wake up and have to make decisions right away. I know this morning I just grabbed a shirt. I was like, oh, is this the shirt that says love? I go, because this is the shirt I want to wear because <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> so so um, how can you make your day easier or I'm trying to think of the word or um, I guess relax your mind, give your mind a break more during the day. Cause I, I think that it's fatigue on our minds, which meditation would really work um, to help with the decision fatigue. I, that's at least what I'm getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, um, and I feel also that where I, Life has created us to be busy. All Life, the time. I mean, from childhood up, we learned that being busy and going from one thing to another and keeping going, and then you fall into bed, you sleep, hopefully, and then you get up and you do it all over again. And that's so far removed from how we can live more efficiently, effectively, more in space of being connected to things and not disconnected. I find that when there's a lot of decisions being made, which I've, I've learned how to spread those out more. Um, but when there's a lot of decisions to be made, I find that I completely disconnect 
I disconnect from nature. I disconnect from my guides. I disconnect. I go so into my head yeah. that I forget that I can ask for help. And with this big move that I'm doing, yeah. and there's so many tasks and things that need to get done and there's time deadlines and all that, that I went straight into my tasking mode and straight into, oh my God, it's all down to me and I have to do it. And how am I going to do this and run my business and see people that I want to see before I leave. And what I realized was that I had disconnected from the guides that show me what to do each and every day. Yeah. And so it's been a great check-in for where are you right now? Are you in tasking mode where you're just barreling around trying to make decisions and not really getting anything done? The vision I'm getting is um, um, the barrels that they do water, on water. Yeah, the someone logs. stands on the yeah, yeah the logs they, and they have to they turn they and, run on it yes, and turn it. Yeah, but you're not really going anywhere, right? Um, <laughs> That's a great visual. Yeah, it was amazing. It just came through. <laughs> um, and so you know that's not going to get me anywhere either, other than frustrated. Yeah. So every so often, Amy or you or somebody will just remind me to kind of just stop for a minute ground and then ask yeah and what I've found that's been happening with this move is um I get tasked every single day these two or three tasks that's and great. it's enough to keep the flow going for the move but it's not enough to overwhelm me yeah. and allow me my space for my friends and my business and it's working yeah it's it's comp every day it's okay this is your task for today yeah and it's working um and each time i have a task and all i do is focus on that i don't question the yeah. tasks that are coming through for me and i just allow for those tasks to be my focus so my tasking mind has a job to do yeah but i'm not so far removed from nature and from my guides that i'm learning how to blend to balance all of it, it together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I also um, was taught a technique uh, to make a list, a to-do list. And um, you star the five, maybe five things that you could get done in the day. And then the rest of the list you leave to the universe to get done for the day. And I like it, that. it really helped. It helped me yeah. a lot. It yeah. helped me a lot. But I, I love that. It's kind of the same thing with Okay, the universe gives you like two or three tasks because right now I think they're bigger tasks than I don't know for me doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was going to ask you, coming from England, like you, and then coming to America, and I was always in America. I know America is like it's all about being busy. Like, especially nowadays, if, if you're not busy, then you're worthless pretty much. And I want to do air quotes for that. Cause I don't believe that, but is that, is that how it was or is in England also like when you were growing up? So it's such a great question. When I, um, Yes and no. I don't know now because I've right, been you have gone for 27 we'll years. We'll have this question. Yes. <laughs> we'll try months. this again in January. <laughs> but um, when I was there, because uh, I came here in 95, so I've been, you know, and prior to that, I lived in England. Yeah. Um, but when I stepped into the working industry at 19, um, it was hard work, but it's um, the philosophy was. Um, work to live yeah so you're working hard but you get 
a chance to have two or three weeks vacation. Okay. And it's it's not unusual. I used to take off for like three weeks at a time out of the four that I had for, you know, my job. Yeah. Um, and I played hard. I traveled a lot. That's what I did with my time. That was that was to me the only reason I was working was so I could travel. Yeah, yeah. And then I came here and for the first two years I actually couldn't work because I was waiting for my green card. Um, so I spent my time shelter work and animals and walking and all that kind of thing. And then I stepped into a job. Um, I think it was 97 or 98. I stepped into a, a full-time corporate job and I was floored at the difference because what I felt here was it was a, um, a live to work yeah, and not a work to live. And I was amazed at how many hours people were putting into their working life just to make sure that when they left, um, their tasking was satisfied, but not for themselves or their job for other, right. for their boss or for that boss. Yeah. Um, and when I went to my interview, um, I, I basically set the rules and, you know, the hours were eight 30 to four 30. And I said, way too early for me. <laughs> I never start work until 10 and I finish at five, but I, I started at eight 30 ish. Um, and I said, but just know at 4.30, I go home because I have a life outside of work and I have my dogs and I have my horse and I have other things that I do and I will be leaving at 4.30. There's none of this overtime because the job didn't get done. Right. If it can't get done in the time frame that you give me to be paid, it's going to be done the next day. So I set that as a boundary right from the very beginning. And then I also set, because they said for the first year, there was no vacation. Because oh. you have to build into you that build first week. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're really lucky that you get one week. Yeah. Um, and that to me was so bizarre yeah. to not even get a decent break because you have to have a break. And if the job is designed in a way that you can't take a break, there's something wrong with the job. Not that you didn't achieve, you know, what right. you're getting done. So I said to them, I said, I understand there's no vacation for the first week. I said, but I just want to let you know that I go home every year for a week and I will be going home. So you can choose to not pay me or you can choose to pay me is up to you. But just know I'm taking a week off. This was all in my interview. I, I love I, this. I just I didn't care. Well, I think of. that's what it was, was that you were in there and you got you went in there with uh, not to please, not in scarcity, not with Fear. And I think that that's what a lot of, at least in America, what I have seen a lot of Americans do, like they don't take their vacation time because they're afraid the company's just going to replace them. They do put in 110, 120 to, to prove that they're worthy of their job. Yeah. And, um, and for what, like yeah. how many companies have closed and I know like in the restaurant business, I I really changed later on in the restaurant industry for me, I changed my perception and my attitude towards it of, well, um, well, we're all replaceable. <laughs> like, like once That's I true. leave, you're going to, you, or if I take my vacation and you replace me, like I'm replaceable. And also that uh, I'm not going to put in 120% into something that's not mine. Right. And into something um, 
that that person's not going to put 120% into me also. And I ended up finding a restaurant that was paying me and respecting me through it. But there's times that the restaurant would close and, and I would open up a new one with somebody else and stuff like that. But it's the yeah. same thing. It's that fear. It's that scarcity mindset of um, us not like us burning ourselves out. Yeah, I think burning ourselves out and also um, I, because I didn't like the corporate world, Yeah, I didn't care if I got the job and I did the same in England. Yeah, I didn't care if I got the job because I could always find a temporary job if I needed to. Yeah. And so yeah. there wasn't this, oh my God, I have to have this job and what do I need to do in order to put that job in? Um, talk about decision fatigue. There was no decision fatigue in my <laughs> corporate world because- um, I, I basically remained empowered throughout any job that I had, um, because I'm also that indigo child that's not going to be told what to do. Yeah. And, um, and that energy of don't box me in, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Let, I'm good at what I do. Let me do the job, but don't start putting criteria around it. And what I found when um, I took this job is I ended up applying for another job within the company. And then my life took a massive turn. And I plan I was planning to move down to Florida back in, oh my God, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. I decided I was moving so to Florida. So Florida has been in your mindset for like 20, yeah, 20 years. years. <laughs> so I moved down there for three years. And at that time, this particular company was going through a massive um, shift in what they were doing. They were doing layoffs left, right, and center. And they laid off the woman who had taken the job I had originally. Um, and they made my job that I had currently obsolete. And they're like, and you're going to go back into the other job. And they were taking all of these people that were in management and they were putting them back onto the factory floor. And I was just appalled that they could just literally take people's careers and manipulate them yeah and they were they were using a lot of fear-based setups in order to yeah keep people there but in a job they had said they didn't want to do anymore and so I went to my original boss who I had a really great relationship with and I said look I said I'm already planning to leave the company I'm already planning to move to Florida so uh don't get rid of the woman that you're about to get rid of because you'll have nobody in there. Cause I am not going backwards and I am not moving into that job. And as I talk about it now, I can feel this, this empowered, yeah. don't, don't you create my life, but that's also being able to make a decision that's not fear-based. Right. Because there was no way they were going to tell me, what job I was going to have in a career that I hated anyway, yeah. that didn't pay enough money. And I was determined to, to stay within myself. And I moved to Florida and I ended up in working, working for this um, women's shelter rape crisis center, doing accounting work, which I'm not an accountant by any stretch. <laughs> um, and I completely shifted paths, but what that did, it started to create a path that I ended up on yeah. at the end of my trip to Florida. Um, but it was all about making choices that felt right to me. And in the corporate world, because I came from that place of working to live. I love that. And not living to work. I love that. Um, it, sh it just shifted and changed everything. 
I love that. Thanks for sharing that story. I get very powered because I I have so many friends that are in the corporate world and they get worked so incredibly hard. They, yeah. And they're fearful. And, yeah. and I always say, are you getting paid for the overtime? And they're not. Or answering the emails or the phone calls yeah. when you're at home. Yeah. Like, they have to take their work home. And it's not even your company. It's not your business. No, why are you putting the time in? Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then feeling like, um, like the kids always have to be busy too. I feel oh, this might be a little sticky, but I feel like that's training them yeah. to to live their adult life yeah. like that and not enjoy their life. Yeah, they go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. The other thing that I was thinking of is uh, when COVID hit, and I believe COVID was just a huge humanity transformation. Absolutely. Um, but when COVID hit um, and all of our lives changed and we suddenly became completely out of control of everything because it was all based on COVID. It was based on if somebody is sick now, they can't come and see you or they can't go to work. Right. And talk about decision fatigue, that was taken out yeah. of our hands <laughs> yeah. completely and put into the hands of others where they determined how we lived and what we did and when we did it and where we could go and where we couldn't go. So talk about being trained to to shift the paradigm of this massive, busy decision-making process into letting go because you're not in control anymore. Absolutely. And seeing life completely differently. Yeah. And I think it was a great training tool for, for people to reevaluate. Absolutely. I think so too. But what I've noticed after a few years of it is that people are going back to that fear base. Mm -hmm. If they even got out of the fear base. Yeah. But they're going back to being bit super busy again, back to disconnecting from spirit, from the, the universe and going right back into... I got to go here, 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 yeah. here, here, instead of going, oh, I want to go for a walk in nature, yeah. or I want to sit on my couch and veg out and meditate, or, you know, or what brings me abundance, what brings me joy, like doing things that bring joy to you so it's every making day. different decisions. It's making different decisions. It's making higher frequency decisions. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's make this higher frequency decisions. <laughs> yeah, check in with yourself when you're making a decision and ask if it's in your highest and best. Go into your heart. Yes, Go absolutely. Into your, that's what I always do. I always put my left hand on my heart chakra and I ask the question, yeah. is this for my highest and best? Or or if it's like two things are put in front of me, I, I'll ask my heart, what direction do I go into? And if you're, if you're still learning to connect with your body and with yourself, your higher self, take your pendulum because our pendulum goes right in front of our heart chakra and ask your pendulum, it, which, which one is like, is decision one good for me or is decision two or ask the pendulum, is this decision for my highest and greatest good? Yeah. And if you don't have a pendulum, which I feel is a great tool, um, if you don't have a pendulum, use your body's reaction. Body. Oh, do So like when you're like tapped into your heart center, that's your truth. Yeah. And so if you ask a question, you're going to feel either resistance or flow. 
Yeah. Because words have energy. Yeah. And your what is in your highest and best has energy. And so feel your body is a great barometer for anything. Yeah. And so um, for me, if it's something I shouldn't be doing or it's not in my highest and best, my gut goes all funny, like that nervous oh. feeling. Yeah. And when it is a good decision to be made, that isn't there. And yeah. so I've learned how to also listen to my body and say, is this, is this true? Yeah. Is, I, that's what I say now. Is this true? Or where am I putting my energy? And is that imbalance? I love that. I love that. And I do that too, but sometimes my ego gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where I go. Yes. That's where I go for the pendulum or, yeah. or the cards. And if you don't have a pendulum, you could use a necklace that's dear to you mm -hmm. or even a string with a needle on it. Like yep. they would determine the, the, gender of the babies yep. back in the day yeah they did they yeah. did yeah so well thank you everyone for joining us thank you so much this was um a fun conversation thank you it for was. creating it thank you for for creating <laughs> it too <laughs> i love this well have a wonderful day and we will talk to you next week yes bye-bye bye lots of love lots of love bye